What is going on, my friends? This is Demi, your host of That Arsenal Women Podcast. And today, I am celebrating the one-year anniversary of this beautiful journey. You wanted an Arsenal Women Podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women Podcast. Let's go. Welcome, 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 everybody. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am so appreciative of your energy, of your attention, of your patience, of your education that you give me. I cannot even tell you how thankful I am. And of course, you're going to know what I'm going to say, that it has flown by, that I can't believe it's been one year, and you would be absolutely correct in thinking that. To say that this has been a beautiful journey is... It would be an understatement, and I know that's very predictable, but I'm just so thankful to everybody that has been with me through this journey. And I, I, I'm usually pretty good at, at monumental dates like these, and the actual pod turned one on August 7th. However, I am celebrating now for some reason because I just realized that it's been a year. And one of the things that sort of stands out among many, is that there seems to have been this insane evolution, growth of the game since, obviously, I I don't mean because I started doing the podcast, but since I started doing the podcast a year ago. And it's just been magnificent to see anything and everything related to women's football and specifically the Euros and all these other things. And I'm just so thankful that I started this for myself, let alone to for the people that listen, but for myself to educate myself on the Arsenal women, to educate myself on the history of the of the league and players, and I have so much to go, and I just cannot thank you enough for everything you've taught me through the past year. You know, when I started this, it's it had and it will continue to have the same idea which is to create a community and a space for people that love Arsenal women that might be experts on the topic or might be just getting into women's football or any and everybody. It's a safe space that welcomes everybody's opinion, their thoughts, their beliefs. And I wanted to do it in a way which was short enough for anybody to listen to and not have to sit through a full hour of podcasting or YouTube videos and stuff like that because I would like the person that listens to to go to listen or to go listen to the you know the groves of the world or hybrid squads and other other Arsenal related podcasts or go read Adam Salter's um, amazing columns and so on and so forth. So I'm just Today, I'm not really planning any of this. You know, normally I might have a little cheat sheet of of points that I wanted to touch upon, but I'm just beyond thankful. I really can't believe it. And coincidentally, right around the one-year mark, I got a notice that uh, the podcast had been played or heard over 2,000 times. And that is just absolutely nuts. And I am just, again, beyond thankful. And sort of looking back, not only at this insane progress and evolution of the game, there is one thing that that I wanted to mention that is a little bit of a worry, if, if you want to call it that way, which has to do with 
to me, the antithesis of women's football, which implies toxic masculinity, money, and business. And it's almost counterintuitive because one of the things that we're all doing in the WOSO community and the fans of the WSL and women's football in general is that we want the sport to grow. We want the players to make a living and be able to retire and make hopefully as much money as a lot of the men make and have the same facilities and reduce bigotry and homophobia and a host of things, right? One of the ways to fix that and to limit the sort of negative sides of the game or to also exponentially make the game grow is through the injection of money. And money brings with it a host of negative things, such as ambition to a fault, selfish, self, excuse me, I'm going to try that again, selfishness in a negative sense, um, and the business side of things in general that w the way it manifests in football can be extremely toxic. So on one hand, I'm extremely excited about the growth, the quote, and, and I don't mean this with disrespect because obviously it has not been an overnight thing. But what seems to be like an absurd growth in a short span of the women's sport in the last year or two years, uh, it has to do with money and it's going to bring the attention of people that stand something to gain, not necessarily for the right reasons, but they want to make money. And if you see what happens in the men's game with the Chelsea's of the world, with Abramovich, with, you know, Saudi money and with how it manifests with the World Cup, for example, you know, where FIFA turns a blind eye to the, the homophobia and the slavery and the horrific working environment that, that these uh, people were put through and many, many, many died with no sort of... Um, checks and balances when it comes to all that because it's done in a country that doesn't believe in human rights as much as many other countries, but they stand to gain a buck. Like, that is something that I'm very much uh, weary of happening in the women's game, and I hope that it doesn't. I don't know how we could, you know, sort of stop it, but I, I, I was just kind of po po posing that question to you because I'm curious to know what you think in, in, in that to a degree, a lot of the things that can happen with the women's sport can be somewhat controlled or predictable, or we can just follow certain uh, patterns that had happened in other sports, maybe other leagues around the world. Maybe there's a lot that we can learn from, from the WNBA or the NWSL, for example, and vice versa. But there's something that I feel that can be very unpredictable and almost unstoppable. Uh, regarding toxic masculinity and the sort of ambiguous thing of us women football fans not wanting to uh, compare the sports with men, but at the same time, we love, we would like, at least I might speak for myself, sometimes the validation of players that are former Arsenal legends that I would love for them to show up at matches and stuff like that. And the other thing that I will say, and I'll probably finish with this thought, is that I, 
thanks to my friend, uh, one of my best friends, Igor, that brought it up the other day, I um, feel that I'm, I got into sort of a little bit of a gatekeeping position and, you know, I, I sort of uh, was a little peeved at all the, the comments and tweets that I was reading from people that not only never really ever cared about women's football, but they downright talked down about it or criticized it. And they, to me, didn't seem even genuine in supporting the women's teams, several women's teams of the Euros or their players for, for the, the squad or their, their club teams. Uh, it was just, it, it really irked me seeing some people that, you know, would refuse to be on podcasts with me because they didn't want to talk about the women's football. And, you know, a lot of podcasters and video, you know, vlog hosts or whatever, you see them and they talk about the women's sport and they're like, oh, yeah, that girl, um, what's her name? Uh, the, the blonde girl. Yeah, um, what, you know, uh, Alisa, Alisa Riso. And like to not even do research and, and stuff like that. And it just felt very disingenuous. And I got a little bit upset and I went on a little rant on the good old Twitter. So I also kind of wanted to apologize because I don't think it was um, the most positive of things. And here I am claiming to be super grateful and positive. And sometimes I, as a human being, make mistakes. And I um, sort of got a little carried away because, just to cover my own behind, because of this amazing passion that I've developed thanks to a lot of you. And you might think I'm exaggerating. You know, you might think that I'm... Um, I would just do this for myself. And the reality is that, no, I wouldn't just do this for myself. And I know that you have also noticed that I'm not constantly promoting the podcast because my goal is not to make this a massive thing because I have other things in my life that I have to take care of, like my musical career. I do this exclusively as a passion project. However, I try to dedicate it as much time because the one person that listens to you, you, if, if, if it's just one person that's listening to this today, I want you to know that you matter to me and that I care so much about your opinion, your thoughts, and your feelings because I always try to elevate people, especially players that belong to our club that we love and adore. Um, and last but not least, if any of you, regardless of where you're listening from, regardless of what budget you have available to you, if you want to do an Arsenal Women podcast, or if you want to do a Twitch stream, or if you want to do a YouTube show, or you want to do Instagram lives, whatever you want to do, and you feel a little lost when it comes to the actual production of it, you know, the which mic to buy? Do I use a microphone? Do I use an audio interface? Do I need lights or whatever? Please do not hesitate. Reach out to me. I have done this for countless people, not only in the podcasting world, but in the audio recording world and drums and percussion. And I've helped people sort of basically get their, their, their covers sounding much better um, there, I've helped numerous people start podcasts and, you know, help them tweak their sound to make it a little bit, a little bit better. And like I always say, I am doing this because I know how to do it, not because I'm an expert in Arsenal women. And that's something that I want to make very, very, very clear. 
you know, and you'll see this in, for anybody that needs to hear this, right? You see this a lot, you see this a lot in, on Twitter that you have people that because they have a show about Arsenal, whether it's the women or whomever, or any club, you know, there's a little bit of an attitude among a lot of them uh, that feel that they're this entity and they know much more than you or that they are bigger fans than you. And that is false. I am living proof of this. I guarantee you that among all my listeners every week, I am basically among the 2% in terms of knowledge. 98% of my listeners know way more about women's football, let alone Arsenal, than me. That is a fact, and I'm very aware of that. And this is one of the reasons why I do it, because I wanted to learn, right? So I'm living proof that just because I have a logo and a, a, a podcast uh, and I promote it here and there on in, uh, you know, in Instagram or whatever, I don't know more about you. I am not a, you know, a, a, a Arsenal football club influencer, nor am I trying to be. What I'm trying to do is create a space, like I said, where you feel comfortable, and hopefully I can motivate you to do something that's better than this, that is more consistent, better produced, and so on and so forth. And if I can help kickstart that, not only by you know, what I say or ideas that I might give you, but also through the operational aspect of it by helping you pick a mic and so on and so forth. Please reach out. I'm here for you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.